You're listening to Current Thought, Con Edison's newest podcast, providing a first look at the cutting edge ideas, innovations, and technology that enable us to be an energy industry leader. Current Thought is the companion podcast to Con Edison's Plugged In. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Corbelis. Con Edison is committed to a clean energy future. That's why we're always on the lookout for new clean energy technology. And today on Current Thought, we're talking about currents, water currents, also known as tidal energy. With 70% of the earth covered in water, creating the technology to harness the predictable power of tides and currents is well underway. This is the first in a two-part series on tidal energy. Con Edison's King Look will walk us through how the technology works and why it holds promise in helping Con Edison meet its clean energy goals. And in part two, we'll talk with Dean Corin from Verdant Power Inc. about his recently launched tidal energy project right here in the East River. First up is Con Edison's King Look. Hi King, thanks for being here. Con Edison has committed to transitioning to 100% renewable energy by 2040. What does that mean? Hi, I think um, that is a very challenging uh, to go of itself. Um, that's because uh, today there's 30% renewable today only in the state. So by 2030, uh, we are expected to get to 70%. And much of that be depending on 9,000 megawatt offshore wind coming in. That by itself is very challenging because to try to integrate 9,000 uh, megawatt offshore wind into the grid will require quite a bit of transmission and interconnection. So as you get closer to 100%, the incremental from 70 to 100%, it's gonna be a little bit much tougher because all the easy options are already exhausted first. So what does that mean? We will need uh, new options. And is the tidal energy technology a new option? Uh, yes, uh, tidal energy um, uh, is a new type of uh, renewable energy resource. Uh, tidal energy currently is uh, is really in, in the infancy stage right now, and it's not producing much. Uh, in the U.S., you you virtually find zero tidal energy uh, projects right now uh, at this point. Uh, around the world, you probably find a, a 250 megawatt in South Korea, another 250 megawatt in France. So they're very little right now. So in the industry, uh, needs some development in the industry uh, of this technology and uh, and R and D typically for development, we learn and adjust. Uh, in this case, we, we learn and adjust the, uh, to bring the cost down and make it easy to operate and maintain, and also to scale. So regardless potential um, of tidal energy, if you just look at around the world itself today, 70% uh, of the world is covered by water, right? So eventually as this technology develops, we could even uh, see large underwater turbines developing large one that would be situated on the seabed floor, uh, generating power using ocean current and tide, and transmitting power to, the, to land through uh, use of undersea cables. So the promise is there, but uh, right now, because technology is such an infancy stage, we need to look at further development, and we look to the industry to develop that. So there, we expect there'd be plenty of opportunity because, as I said before, to get to 70% renewable, it's probably easy, even that's challenging on itself uh, through the use of offshore wind, but the incremental piece is always that last mile is difficult. So there we need a lot of options 
um, we need to develop a lot of options just to make them available so we can get to that 100% mark. Can you tell, give us an overview of the technology and, and what, what it is that creates the energy? Well, the uh, tidal energy is actually very predictable. Um, it actually, uh, depending on the, uh, the gravitational uh, interaction between the sun, the moon, and the earth, uh, primarily between the, the moon and the earth itself because the moon is the closest to, to us. So because there are cycles here, um, you create these uh, tidal and uh, energy and it, it basically spins the, uh, the turbine um, on the water. Through this motion, it creates uh, electricity. Um, uh, compare that to wind turbine itself. Uh, wind turbines using air motion to, uh, to, to generate the power. Here we're using the, uh, the water motion to generate power. The very fact that water is a thousand times denser, you need a much lower velocity to spin this turbine. So in that regard, the, uh, the equipment size tends to be a lot smaller for undersea turbine than would say uh, these offshore wind turbines, which sometimes you still see the pictures, these offshore wind turbines are much taller than the Empire State Building. You're saying that because the water is heavier, it can move, through, it can make a turbine move that's much smaller and create energy. Yes, uh, think of this. So if you take the same volume, there's a lot more water molecule than say air molecule, right? So these molecules, these motion of these molecules actually drives the turbine. As a matter of fact, because the, the, the density of water is a thousand times more than air, um, the, you need a, a velocity of uh, about one thirtieth the velocity of, of say wind in this case. So think of this. So two miles per hour of, of water velocity is comparable to 60 miles per hour of air velocity. It's a, a big difference. They both contain the same amount of what we call kinetic energy, motion energy. And the point of the turbines is take these kinetic energy and convert that to electricity. Do the tides always have energy coming in or out? Well, the good thing about the tide is that it's very cyclical. It's very predictable. Water velocity, the water turbine, tidal turbine itself, is also intermittent, but it's also but it's more predictable. You just need to cycle. Like, you can actually look in the calendar, you know when the tide's high, when the tide's low, so you know exactly the time, which is very important here because there you can work with demand management to trying to coincide the, the demand for power and the, and the and time of generation. Whereas wind is quite unpredictable, um, depending on the weather, uh, depending how, how storms break or not. It doesn't mean you cannot forecast, but there'd be great uncertainty when in the uh, wind forecast than, than the forecast of tidal energy. So that tidal energy has the potential to be more predictable and therefore the power from it would be more reliable than say wind or solar energy. Well, exactly the point of that, you could, you could match it much close uh, to uh, when you need the power. And if you, because you know it's predictable, you can always adjust your usage if necessary. So tidal energy is one part of this, of getting us through to the goal line. Is this the only thing that we're looking at at Con Edison? Oh, no, because uh, the goal line is really not so much, uh, yes, we said 100% renewable, but the, actually uh, the, the driving goal is actually carbon reduction itself. Um, so to the fact that, yes, if you don't get enough renewable energy, we also look at um, 
other initiatives like low carbon kind of resources. There we're working with EPRI and GTI. These are the leading um, research entity out there in the electric and gas industry respectively. King, what is, what is exciting to you about Tidal Energy? I mean, at the, at the end of the day, 70% of the earth is covered by water. There's a vastly untapped potential of energy in the water itself. Think of it, I'm not saying it'll be done or not, but we have the Gulf Stream water off the coast here. That, that constant movement of water creates certain energy here. So there's a vast potential of untapped energy. I know we spoke a lot about wind and solar, and some people, some people even look at advanced nuclear. I'm not even sure you can sell nuclear these days, uh, given the uh, people's, I guess, uh, perception of nuclear. But water itself is clean. So to me, that's an untapped potential uh, ready to be discovered. We hope you've gained some new insights into how Con Edison is using tidal energy to better serve our customers. A big thank you to King Look for sharing his insights on today's episode of Current Thought. Be sure to check out the next episode of Current Thought to learn more about the East River Tidal Energy Project with Dean Corrin. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in the future. If you have a technology idea, a comment, or a question, send us an email to podcast at coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Our handle is at ConEdison. Make sure to use our hashtag, hashtag current thought.